Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2001 for the cult comedy Wet Hot American Summer. This was my pick. I was a little surprised no one else on the podcast had seen it. Um, This was directed by David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Oh, wait, I'm jumping the gun. Uh, But before we talk (laughs) about the movie, we're going to describe the movie in eight words or less. I think I have something for this. I think it was uh, lots of funny stuff. Also some cringe. Yeah. Oh, no, not the dreaded cringe conversation. There's some some stuff here that I was just like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine. My eight words are. Camp Crystal Lake's absurd genre-hopping distant cousin. <laughs> uh, put Gene on the Mount Rushmore comedy Hall of Fame. I stole from Letterbox, So I told Amy I wanted to watch this on Monday night for... I was like, hey, we need to watch, I need to watch Wet Hot for the podcast. Can we watch it tonight? Is that okay? And she was like, only if you hop the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> only if you... Only if you what? <laughs> So, th- just so you know where this movie stands in our household, even Amy can uh, reference Gene. Um, the film is Wet Hot yeah, American I feel Summer. Like you have to let us know if you actually did it, though. Oh, I did. You- um, okay. I did it twice. I air humped the fridge, and he goes, no. She's like, you need to really oh, hump the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, like, that that whole scene is probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a couple of years. Like, just... <laughs> Like, he gets, like, the slow clap, and then they bring the fridge out nice and slow. Like, the timing, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like that. Oh, my God. And, like, having, like, a meaningful conversation with H. John Benjamin as a can of vegetables Mm -hmm. is also just, like, that's some top-tier stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Archer from Mm -hmm. Archer, yeah. The film is Wet Hot American Summer, uh, directed by David Wayne and Michael Showalter. I think this was post The State, which was a sketch comedy on MTV that they were also involved in. A lot of these people were involved in. Um, it has a murderer's row of a cast. Uh, Jeanine Garofalo, David I. Pierce. Both that kind of like they're, they were the top billed people and they're at like the height of their Cultural power, maybe? I mean, hey, David I. Pierce on Frasier. Excuse me. I didn't know who Jeanine Garofalo was until Mystery Men, so I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but that was a couple years before. That was a year or two before this. Oh. This was post-Frasier, <laughs> but David I. Pierce, like, post-Frasier was probably as big as he was. Uh, and then after that, Michael Showalter, Marguerite Moreau from Mighty Ducks, Paul Rudd, uh, Zach Orth, who's gone on to do stuff, Christopher Maloney, who's probably done the most work since then but yeah but weirdly enough like not really in the comedy realm no. which is I'd like pin marino yeah, like, too yeah 80 miles he's been working behind the scenes on fallon for a while i'm molly shannon uh ken marino joe latrulio michael ian black amy poehler bc elizabeth banks yeah a great cast a lot of successful people came out of here a lot of them also returned for the netflix uh tv show shows plural they even got bradley cooper yeah, for like one, a day 
And now, I don't know a lot like about a that, but doesn't it take place like before this movie? The the yeah the so there's two series. One's the first day of camp, and then one is the ten the reunion that oh, okay. they which plan out. which was like the one they talked about. Yeah. Let's meet ten years later. Oh, like, you know. there's nice. actually did anybody it's watch? Like, but not on Friday because I have an appointment. Did everybody watch <laughs> through the post credit scene? There's a like no no. Oh, no I did not. Yeah they it's it's ten year it's the the reunion. And they're all in there wearing like shitty old age makeup. And I think Zach Orth's <laughs> character comes in and it was a nine to nine thirty joke. Ref- it was a reference to that. And it like cuts off really fast. Um, worth going back on watching them. The film is the last day of camp at a, this Jewish day camp at Camp Firewood in 1981. And a lot of crazy, silly, random shenanigans take place. Uh, I picked this movie. I, I mean, I would say this is like in the running as maybe my favorite comedy of all time. I And the first time I watched it, I was a little befuddled by it. <laughs> but, you know, the second, third, you know, and by, you know, the, I think the one of the movie quotes I quote the most is Gene when he pu- surprises him when he's crying. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I say it whenever I get confused or Amy comes out of nowhere and she laughs every time too that's probably why i do it but um yeah uh i don't know i i i think the cast is great i love how silly it is i i i i used to think it dragged in a couple but but i i don't know like i don't know i'm fully on board i i probably am not rationally able to assess this movie anymore but i was still laughing just as much the other night when i watched it and i mean i think you could argue there's there's like three to five all-time great comedy scenes in this movie and um yeah what did our newcomers think about it the greatest chase in some history i would like jesus uh ben lauren who wants to go uh i guess i'll go i don't know why come here maybe it's just because you love this movie so much but i always had this movie in my mind like i just assumed i was always gonna hate it so i never made an effort to watch it (laughs) I mean, plus, I just I feel like that way about most um, films of decade past, though, that have any kind of following, really, though. So I just need to work past that at some point. But um, stop being a hipster. I was watching this. I just watched it like a couple hours ago. And I just I had I didn't realize the scope of this movie. Like, I just assumed it was going to be some (laughs) comedy at a camp. But it was like, it's just so absurd. (laughs) But. I love that about it. And usually usually when it comes to stuff like that, it can feel super disjointed and it just doesn't it feels just so all over the place that I get super bored with it. But the writing was done so well with this one and just like even as outlandish as half the stuff was, it never felt like it didn't belong in this film or this world, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I actually really appreciated the comedy in this and and like I think my the thing I loved the most about it was just like I didn't expect it to be so genre hopping like I mentioned in my um, eight words or less like there was a point in this movie where I was like is this going to be like a horror film at some point and then we started to get stuff with like Paul Rudd's character I was like oh no this might be a horror film and it's like I don't know there's just it's like yeah I don't know the jokes are there's definitely some parts of it that don't they did not age well at all and probably shouldn't have been done at the time like they should have probably figured you know that's probably yeah. not great to do with children but um 
still overall I did enjoy this way more than I expected I was going to. Ben had this Ben had you what was your like previous awareness of this movie? Well, what's funny cuz I looked it up before I watched it and it was like it has like, you know, some middling like average score mm-hmm. which surprised me cuz I had always thought of it as like, you know, like a legendary comedy that I just hadn't gotten around yeah, same. to. But it's but it's more of a cult comedy, but I mean, I can see why. Like, it's got some, like like Lauren said, it's so absurd and over the top that, you know, I, I can't help but love all, almost all of it. But <laughs> there's just, like, I have a really hard time with some of this stuff. Like, I, and I get it's supposed to be making fun of the sex comedies. I get these actors are supposed to be 16 years old. But even then, with the other kids, it just, it's, I got real uncomfortable. Like, the first scene, I was just like, oh, fuck me. This is going to be terrible and it wasn't like but that was a really like jesus like i had a hard time with that because it's like you know it starts with like the boys sneaking out of the girls cabinets like they're like 10 (laughs) no what the fuck is that and there's some other stuff like that and then it bookends it with you know molly shannon ending up with like a 12 year old it's just like it it that made me very uncomfortable as well (laughs) um again i get what it's going for she's supposed to be 16 but he's still ten. Gross. I feel no. Molly uh, Shannon is supposed to be an adult woman. No, I think no. She's married. Oh fuck, that's even. Worse. She's like on her second husband. That's yeah, right. she's supposed that's to right. be older. That's even worse. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So that that is straight up like pedophilia. Yeah, I but I mean, it is. Okay. It, but yeah. it is so absurd. That's the joke. Yeah, I can. I saw you I mean, like, where you're coming from, but that yeah, is like, the joke. Yeah, humping a fridge. Hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Like, that is so over the top and absurd, but it's like the, the. And again, it's not like there's a bunch of this, like, stuff with the kids in it, but there's enough where I was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Or not a lot of the time, but more than a few times. But, like, when it was on, this movie mm-hmm. is a riot. Like, Paul Rudd, amazing. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, amazing. Like, everybody in this movie is, like, you know, just insane. Like, and the cast is so big and mm-hmm. there's so many great people in it. Um, I feel like the only one who gets let down is Bradley Cooper. He just doesn't get enough to do, which sucks. This was his like um, first movie. This was his yeah. first role, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. he is sneaky good. He's such a quiet character. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like got the, the yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's like, the most yeah. reserved yeah. character like, in the movie and I think yeah. I think on repeat viewings you like realize he's doing a lot of work in the background. <laughs> and there I mean there's just a lot of great stuff like the and I'm a big fan of like that slap, the borderline slapstick, like mm-hmm. absurdist humor. So a lot of this I was just like jiving with. Like, no joke, the biggest laugh I got from this movie, like just full on belly laugh, almost cried, was when uh, Maloney threw the, the the can of beans and it made that <laughs> crashing sound. Yeah. Because earlier in the movie, they used that sound yeah. like twice in quick succession. And it was like in the beginning of the movie, I'm like, oh, so are they just going <laughs> to use that for every time something breaks? And it's like, yup. <laughs> um, and like, just shit like that gets to me and it does so well. Ben, you, you'll have to borrow my Blu-ray because one of the special features on the Blu-ray is, is it still on the Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. You can, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is the name of the extra and the description of it soundtrack with extra farts random fart sounds are included in the movie soundtrack <laughs> and it just it, it's just it's just a, it's just the movie sounds exactly the same except they are randomly inserting farts throughout just... the whole movie <laughs> 
That's awesome. Oh, God. That's so dumb. But it's so awesome. Yeah, and it's just, it's got, like, it's, there's so much going for it. I just wish it didn't have the stuff with the kids, you know? Um, I've, I've, I've ranked, I've, I've gone on Letterboxd and put, um, I, I did sorted by my rating and, uh, by genre comedy. Now I would say some of these, I wouldn't call pure comedies, uh, like once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, I think is a very funny movie, but I wouldn't call that a pure comedy. No, no. Well, I mean, you also think what was it? <laughs> House, uh, of Jack the House of Jack Bill is yeah. one of the funniest movies. Like Jesus. But I mean, say this is comedy defined by Letterbox. I don't see once upon I don't see House of Jack Bill on here. Like, but Lady Bird is like borderline comedy. But like Nice Guys, I would call that a straight comedy. So like, let's see. I'm trying to look at some other movies in here. Yeah, I think I think Nice Guys leans enough into the comedy like. I that, think a serious yeah. man is really funny, but like I don't think any of you found that movie funny. Um. Which one was a serious? I legit don't. I I legitimately don't remember what I found that movie to be. Um, (laughs) Me neither. I don't even remember what movie that is. uh, So I would say like pure comedy, like Francis Ha. I love Ghostbusters is up there. Holy Grail, Strange Love, and this. Those were those are that's a solid top five for me. Like straight comedies. I would say Francis Ha's on the edge there. What about like the Naked Gun movies? No, none of those. I mean, I thought those are. I enjoyed those. I haven't seen them in forever. I feel like part of what hurt this movie too is like I watched it a week after I watched the first Naked Gun for the first time mm-hmm. in like years. Oh my god. Oh brother. Oh brother's a straight comedy. I would say. Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Um. Gets back to my categories. You got to see this. Um. Best scenes. Uh, I'll throw out the movie scenes that I think could qualify as an all-timer. Uh, try to go off the top. I'm mean, all off the top of that here. Um, Paul Rudd cleans up his mess. The trip to town. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was the first time in this movie I was just like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> but I loved it so much. Can I? And they were I perfectly the, fine. Can I guess <laughs> the third one? Sure. I'm just still kind of, but you, you can help me out too. Is it? I'm trying to like. I'm thinking from your stance. Is it the the dance montage, like the training? Yeah, yeah. That one that's grown on me a lot over time too. Like Dude, the no joke. I I, I have that song that on my one. Spotify now. <laughs> I was listening to it. But just like the just the, the the you know the the bits of him, you know, it's just like it's so simple. But like the grabbing yeah. of the the dice or whatever. Um, I think the Assuming a, the Brazilian track star runner coming out of nowhere uh, is one of my favorite moments in the Capture the Five game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the cut, the cut from uh, another bit I like uh, Joe Lutruglio. Joe Lutruglio. Yeah. I can never get it. When his character pulls up on the bike and it's clearly not him. Yeah. Yes. And it cuts it like. Yeah, there was pins. stuff in the chase scene too yeah, where it was like not that, him and it was amazing. That was so good. Yeah, I loved stuff like that that they didn't even hide that. They, yeah. Like there was a moment where um, well, it was towards the end of the movie where uh, David Hyde Pierce like just hands his trophy yeah. off screen <laughs> yeah. to someone there. It's like little things like that I loved so much. But yeah, my favorite scenes were definitely the drug trip to town just because it kept escalating and escalating. <laughs> and then they got back to camp and were just perfectly fine. Like nothing happened. And it was like 1130 yeah, like, or whatever so time get it out was of town. Like early in you the morning. To town, even if only for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
it's like that the motorcycle chase just with all the Jolo Trulio stuff and um even just crashing like the fact that he just randomly crashed into a tree <laughs> for seemingly no reason like, yeah oh yeah just out uh, of nowhere and then <laughs> yeah and i think my favorite might actually be though the baseball speech oh, yeah. scene where yes just like hyping them up for this like underdog game and then they're like actually we're just not feeling that this is like it's very trite yeah, and whatever like, the guy gets off even like the bus yeah. and is like yeah they're just not feeling it he's like sure that's okay <laughs> <They leave. laughs> that was amazing oh i'm still on that. but that's why like that's just one of the many reasons i said that like i love the genre hopping so much because it'll just pick from things and have these little moments that are like perfectly summarized that genre and then moves on. I just put a gif of Paul Rudd doing a double take in the Discord. Uh, I think that is a fantastic moment. Well, Maloney, uh, the bit where like the whole sequence with Christopher <laughs> Maloney talking about the fridge or talking mm-hmm. about like, yeah, yeah is amazing. Good. The cut to Paul Rudd on that, though, was like, you might think I'm a, like a weirdo or something. He just has like that approving nod like, mm, you know, like... <laughs> paul rudd also like it's completely inappropriate what he's saying but when he like gets all frustrated with katie and then yeah you know Mm -hmm. he's like fuck you and then and then i love you babe and then yeah he gives her the finger it's just like what i just went on a very wild emotional roller coaster right well it's like and they're like they're making out then she's like do you think we'll see each other tonight you know you're suffocating me like Oh, I think I think God, no. My favorite, he was great. Paul Rudd yeah. throwing the children out of the van is. My oh my yeah, God. that's what I was I've just gonna seen. say. I like the I, funny, I laughed so hard. It, the first time it, it happened great. more than yeah. once too. It's like oh the God. first time was great. The second time I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, well, it's like I thought they were gonna use the same footage, but then oh, the kids yeah. got the fucking life vest on. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently I was reading the trivia, and apparently it was supposed to get even darker, where he like legit killed someone like full full on murdered um i mean obviously he yeah. killed people by not watching them when they drowned but like he full on i guess stabbed or something um, just a little more but it's like that apparently was too dark for it. it's like he's throwing kids out of cars what do you think happened to those kids well the other the other bit that i was also i really appreciated was um like the resolution to the romance where she's like you know i I love you, but also like <laughs> yes. Paul Rudd's super hot, like <laughs> chiseled marble, like, and that's what I'm looking for. It's just constant sex, but they're not you, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was that was amazing. I even like it was just so dumb, but the scene with Coop and uh, Katie where they were just exchanging their jackets, <laughs> yeah, and, stuff. and then the payoff to that with the little box and she pulls it out, like. Yeah, she pulls the full shirt out of that tiny box. There's so many. That was one of my favorite sight gags, too. It's like, ugh. Um, another, like, I don't, like, it's another one of those lines that, like, shouldn't have been anywhere near as funny as it was. But the, it's like, you could say we're on Spaceship Earth. When can I use that? Anytime. Dinner. <laughs> Anytime. Like, what? <laughs> uh, booing the cross because it's a Jewish day school that is a great joke I heard or I was reading the trivia though and apparently that's not actually why they were booing why are they booing like it's a I don't know it didn't give a good explanation let me look it up um, I still have no idea what the robot kids thing was at the talent show but I loved it <laughs> yeah can we question about that talent show are we to believe that that one kid brought the part like the Skylab down or whatever it was called no I think he pushed it he didn't bring it down oh I thought he was bringing it down show me the fever 
great usage of that song. Now Ben's number one Spotify song of the week. Gonna gonna bump Rick Astley off of there off of those <laughs> charts. Okay, this is how it's written. So tell me if you understand what it's saying. The filmmakers have stated that the reason the talent show production of Day by Day is booed is often misunderstood. The audience boos in spite of it being particularly well produced, but it is commonly assumed to be because it ends with the cross being lit up and the camp is mostly Jewish. <laughs> yeah, they didn't finish their thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> so is that an IMDb trivia for you? Okay. Yeah, so that's why I always <laughs> um, stipulate when I give trivia from IMDb that that's where it came from. Um, performance piece, uh, I mean, Maloney. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. really hard Malone. to, like, like, there's not a weak uh, link no, in a bunch. It's, everyone's great. It's not hard. It's Maloney. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's either that or H. John no. Benjamin coming out of fucking nowhere as the can of vegetables. <laughs> Oh, I think I loved everyone. I thought David Hyde yeah. was really good mm-hmm. in this. Paul Rudd was great. Um, yeah, everyone. I could just go down the IMDb page, yeah. list every single person. And Ken Ken Marino is also just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he was amazing. In he this. hasn't been in a lot lately. He had yeah, a, yeah I, I don't still know like, what he's been up to. Party Down, man. He was in. He was Ken in Marino. I always think of him from Veronica Mars. I loved him in Party Down. I wish we could get more Party Down like that. That's another show with a cast that's like of this caliber. They're doing that. They're making, what? Yeah, they're making more Party Down, I'm pretty sure. Is the whole cast returning? Oh, nice. Are I we having so. fun yet? That's awesome. At Limited Series in the Works, March 4th was announced. Fuck yes. Nice. Adam Scott replaced. So, and uh, Bradley Cooper. He, like I, I said, heard about that. Yeah. He ha- they had him like, for like a day, for clearly for a day when. Um, they made the first day of camp one and he was in like two scenes with Amy Poehler. And then there was a party that they kept flashing back to. And it was a really good bit. And uh, he was the DJ Bradley Cooper was. And he's like, my DJ name is DJ ski mask. And he pulls a ski mask over his head so they could shoot all this footage at the party scene. And the DJ was there, and they could cut to the DJ, and then they just had Bradley Cooper's voice come out. It clearly wasn't him when he was there the whole time. Um, I thought that was a clever little bit to keep the character around. But they didn't even try that in the se- in the the second sequel, which is the reunion. They had they just recast with Adam Scott, which was funny um, and uh, well done because it really allowed Michael Ian's Black's character to have more to do uh in the flash in like the flash forward since they're still together. I love that. I didn't know what to expect with that relationship yeah. in this movie just cuz it's like two decades ago. Who knows yeah. where it's going to go? But when like the guys came out with yeah. the chaise lounge or whatever <laughs> for them, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah, I, mean, the movie, I mean, you know, they use a lot of uh language that's not acceptable anymore and uh, mm-hmm. but I I but at the same time, you know, I think they're very cognizant at the time even at the time that they were portraying these I mean, young yeah, kids yeah. and then they come around yeah. and show how you can be supportive and i think they 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 well, get as close as you can to having it both ways i think the bit with the the shea lounge is yeah, that really was <laughs> yeah like i remember thinking like oh no this is gonna be awful and then they bring it's like oh wait is this like the most wholesome part of the movie okay <laughs> The back. You just repeated exactly what I said a minute ago. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> this the 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 cross cutting of the the Michael Ian Black Bradley Cooper sex scene was also really good. I thought <laughs> it made me laugh for some reason when the soccer ball hit the floor <laughs> and they kicked it away. I also uh, eighty mile. I think it's an eighty miles line 
it's him or Zach Orth, but when they're watching the girls, they're like, the final line of them peeping on the girls is, throw the ball? Yes! <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Secret handshake? <laughs> Guys, this movie's great. Um, Okay. <laughs> Uh, repeat after me. Are there any lines we haven't thrown out yet? I mean, I actually haven't. I think, I think if I'm giving like my favorite, like the the can of beans or corn mixed, <laughs> cor- what is he? I don't mixed remember, vegetables. Actually. Mixed I think, vegetables. Like uh, the the monologue about sucking his own dick is really great. Yep. Um, <laughs> David High Pierce yelling, "I said no!" Uh, yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got a couple. Which yeah, go ahead. Amy Poehler's like first, you know, her first scene. Be prepared, be enthusiastic, and leave your bullshitting attitude at the door because we don't need it. <laughs> and then the just the almost deadpan delivery of uh, Garofalo's uh, four lower campers are stuck on the ropes course. I meant to tell you that yesterday. Yeah. But can you get to that now? <laughs> that was amazing. No kids survived this camp. You taste like barbecue. Is another great line. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only two things, there's a lot of them, but the only two things I wrote down, for some reason, it always makes me laugh when a guy says, I want you inside me, like a woman. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. But my favorite line was actually just, douchebags are hygienic products. I take that as a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) When she asks Coop to clean up the goat shit and then, or, yeah, it's like, how, it's, how did that even happen? It did. (laughs) You know, I forgot the nurse's reaction. Oh. For my pussy. That was a really good line, too, for why to get her lube in town. Um, I've always enjoyed that delivery. Ken Marino's delivery of every line is, like, he is such a terrible horn dog. And But I love how, I like how they quickly get to, like, the jig is up. Like, he's he's never, you know, he's just mm-hmm. peacocking. Not that we didn't know that already, but um, Joe Latrulio, like, shaming him for being so pathetic is also really great. <laughs> uh yeah like i said you can go on and on with this one i think i got all my faves in there and and then anytime gene talks basically uh is oh great this one this one uh penny for your thoughts beth tomorrow is the least of our problems don't tell me oh don't tell me oh don't tell me you have crimes no well yes but that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also love the lines how they like fast forward in the the the, the day the next morning after I'm pregnant. Oh, you've got you got oh, tenure yeah. and all those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were so many moments in this movie where it's like, oh yeah, this was in one day. <laughs> oh, and that comedian, the comedian, just with those like corniest jokes, super lame jokes. <laughs> hmm. But also played by Shalaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not hard to discern. <laughs> Another another line I love was the I hope you like shrimp cocktail because I want you to be the guest of honor at our wedding next week. <laughs> well, I hope it's not a jumbo shrimp because I'm allergic to oxymorons. Like I yeah, I slow funny. clapped at that. That was um Yeah, I hated how much I loved yeah. that joke. <laughs> it's like, God damn, it's you got me. You got me. Um, but why? Do we have any <laughs> I mean the movie I is mean, but why but proof? Why, um, I mean yeah. But why did they have an adult make out with a that child? That was weird. Yeah. That was the Apparently um in the scene with um Molly Shannon where like he tucks the hair behind her ear, they were supposed to kiss in that scene as well, but the kid was so uncomfortable with it, they didn't make him do it. It's like, yeah, you should not make kids make out with, well in general, don't make them make out if they're not comfortable. But definitely not with adults. <laughs> um any hot takes? Uh... 
think so. Oh, oh, one other one was the writing in my journal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, journal. That was, uh, I had like Zoolander. I had flashbacks to Zoolander on that. Are you googly? Uh, expert opinions. Uh, no animals in this movie, I don't think. There was a chicken that was used okay. as a gun. <laughs> was it a real chicken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. There must have been cows or something nearby because there was a fucking hay bale just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple. Yeah. It could have been used for like archery. There was a goat. Uh, the goat. We too. saw the goat. We saw the goat. Oh, yeah. There yeah, were two the goat goats. The goat that shat on the floor. The shat on her oh, shoes. Yeah, that's right. Shat on my shoes. Uh, the scene where they're like in the house, like they were chasing Ken Marino and they couldn't, and they just destroyed everything. We didn't mention that. Another mm-hmm. great sequence there. No E.T. watch. Technically, this movie takes place in 1981. I don't know, man. When they had that thing built together, <laughs> that it was like supposed to help move the asteroid or the space Skylab yeah. thing, not asteroid. But that was giving me flashbacks that I did not appreciate. That kid, that kid definitely had some like E.T.S. powers. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of kids just running around in hoodies don't trust them <laughs> uh ben are there any memes from this movie that you've had encountered not that i remember like i've seen clips and stuff from it but nothing, nothing why is that paul red double take not like the go-to like I'm shock surprised, face. Like, i'm surprised i haven't seen like this Chris- christopher maloney stuff from him or the veg- or the can of mixed vegetables <laughs> just nodding the vegetable nodding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that nod of approval is so good. Uh, the book was much better than the movie. Not referenced here. Uh, who needs awards? Uh, this movie bombed theatrically. It's like amazing that this even found a cult following afterwards. I think, but it won my heart. Uh, how like how late after it came out did it find a cult following? Do you uh, know? I mean, I think I saw it in 04 for the first time and i think there was definitely a there was already slowly building there at that point so Mm -hmm. but that's when i joined the team um upgradables this is definitely better than the two netflix series which can be a little hit or miss but again it's i bet adam scott would have done a great job in bradley cooper's spot (laughs) Well, you get to see that. (laughs) Christopher Maloney is really great. He comes back for sure in the first one. I don't know if he's in the second one as much. Uh, But he's like one of the main plots. He's like on some spy thriller plot thing that's happening. And like there's an assassin (laughs) sent to kill him at the camp. Oh my. What is this? Pitch Perfect 3? (laughs) Still haven't seen that one. It's ugh. (laughs) Uh, It's ugh. Also, it's not readily available. You, I saw it on Netflix. There's a like feature-length making of of this movie called Hurricane of Fun, the making of Wet Hot. That is actually like a great like behind-the-scenes um, documentary of like making a movie. I was really bummed it wasn't available. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, Universal released this. They have a very cozy relationship with the Criterion Collection. The fact that this is like so hard to obtain right now, I'm actually wondering if. Maybe they are making a Blu-ray of it, and it's purposefully scarce. But we'll see. Um, Chris Rolone wasted in uh, Man of Steel. Uh, he could have been humping a fridge in the background. All right, he is in that. Let's see. Well, we don't want to typecast him as the guy who humps refrigerators. <laughs> I mean, wait, maybe we do. I, I don't know. To infinity and beyond? 
I mean, it, it's a definitely a very strong cult comedy classic. Uh, letterboxed, thirty, you know, forty, forty, fifty for fifty, forty-five percent of the reviews are four stars or higher, which is pretty strong. Yeah, this movie's always gonna. I think it's always gonna be slowly passed around, and I'm glad to have finally passed it on to you guys. Because I, I think it is. Do... I think a movie, the movie's only gonna grow. Because I think you would, if like you, you all, you both would watch this again. Any, all of you would have watched oh, this yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I think. And I, I would push that because, like I said, I think the movies, even if you get on the movies wavelength the first time, it's like hard to wrap your head around. Like Lauren said, what is happening in this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully the two Netflix um, entries into this did a little bit better with diversifying the cast, maybe. Um, I <laughs> like, think they tried, but it's still pretty white. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, do you have any... Did you have a fandom favorite random trivia, or did you burn them all? Um, I think my favorite one was probably, according to Entertainment <laughs> Weekly article from the July first twenty or twenty eleven issue, um, Hank Azaria was a camper at Camp Tawanda from age six to fifteen. That's where this was um shot. So Janine Garofalo, his co-star for Mystery Men, shout out to Ben, um, <laughs> called him after she saw his name on the bunk plaque. Garofalo then ca- gave him a shout out during the scene when she ad-libs a roll call of campers using the name Jessica Azaria. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Those are some good names she came up with, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of them was like a super famous rabbi, I think. <laughs> and I, f- I forgot what one of the other ones was, but yeah. Another trivia that I liked was also in 2001 with Entertainment Weekly. Did they do like a, they must have done like a decade, well, it was just like 10 years reunion thing. But um, Paul Rudd said that he wasn't actually sure if he got paid for this movie because the budget was so small. He's like, I think they might have just overlooked writing me a check. <laughs> the uh, David Wayne, I I, re- I reevaluated Wanderlust this year and appreciate that movie more now. They Came Together is another delightful parody movie. I don't know if anybody has seen that one. You've told me about that because I saw mm-hmm. the poster mm-hmm. or something. Um, Role Models, I also thought was pretty solid. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah. that one. Um, I also liked his Futile and Stupid Gesture movie, which was on Netflix, about the starting of the National Lampoon. That was the last thing he did, actually. It's been a couple of years. But um, I like David Wayne a lot. And Paul Rudd had been in all of his movies until that most recent one. So uh, I, I brought, bring that up because uh, if they didn't pay him for the first one, they've kept him uh, employed for a while. <laughs> um, Michael Showalter has actually gone on to a really interesting successful career as well as a director a writer director he has a movie coming out that's already getting some oscary buzz the eyes of tammy faye he also directed the big sick and the lovebirds and hello my name is doris and i haven't i haven't watched it but the baxter lauren have you seen the baxter Mm-mm. no it's got elizabeth banks michelle williams justin Theroux. he stars and it's again, it's like a play on the, um, it's a play on the romantic comedy where he's like, he's the boyfriend who doesn't deserve to be dumped, like it's dumped, and but it like follows him instead. I've never got a chance to see it, but I've always wanted to. Um, yeah. Okay. Next week we're gonna take advantage of HBO Max's uh, continuing trend of putting out their new releases, no matter what Denny Villeneuve says. And we are going to watch the Hugh Jackman starring film Reminiscence. 
Uh, I literally don't know anything about this movie other than I think it is a sci-fi premise yeah. of like memory or something like that. This movie was directed by Lisa Joy. This is her first feature movie. Uh, she is a Westworld. Directed and written by. Uh, she got this movie based on Westworld success. It seems it stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Thandie Newton, Daniel Wu. Um, Cliff Curtis. Oh, friends of Cliff, getting a shout oh out, and a bunch of under people. I also think I pronounced Thandie Newton. I was name just going to say she made a big deal about that. Rightfully, I'll try to do better by next time. Yeah. So, reminiscence HBO Max. You can rent it or watch it for free. You can even see it in theaters. Got a. I like this cool green orange color palette it's got going on its poster but um a couple reviewers i like did not like it so we'll see what happens uh but until then i'm zach goldenberg you can find me wherever you can find at zach goldenberg find us at middlerow.com rate review the podcast apparently that's the i'm ben grigsby you can find me on twitter and letterboxd at the grigsby bear you can find all of us on facebook at middle of the road and i'm lauren heimbaugh you can find me at on Twitter and Letterboxd at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Reminiscence. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.